Hello, 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 friends, and welcome back to another episode of Fabulous, a podcast about self-love, self-care, and and being being fat. Are you okay with that? (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to start saying that every, I love it. I might. I think I'm going to keep it. Say it it every episode. I think I'm going to keep it, I like the way you say it, too. Are you okay with that? Guys, I can't, again, I just feel the need to say this every episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being Thank here today. Thank you for being here today. <laughs> and honestly, like, the responses that we've gotten from the podcast have been so encouraging and so uplifting. And, like, Lindsay and I just can't say thank you enough Yeah. for being here for us. I mean, honestly, like, we feel like we're here for you, but we also feel like you're here for us. So, it's just, it's great. It's our little fabulous community and we just appreciate it so thank you again yes Um, we really appreciate it and we really appreciate the facebook likes um i think we're up to 300 yes over 300 likes on facebook guys thank you guys so much and we love that because we're gonna post every week um a link to our podcast so you'll always know when we have a new episode posted um but also this week i tried a little something where I actually made some stuff from and it my, was so good, Lindsay. My favorite quotes, just because for last episode, I just really felt like we said a lot of funny stuff. We did, and you also said a lot of wise things as well. So, <gasps> what can I say? I'm a wise. What, what can just I say? call me the owl, <laughs> Miss Owl over here. I'm just a wise lady. Um, so I think I might do that every week if you guys like a little snippet, because you know. There's going to be weeks where you're like, oh, I'll get to the podcast, you know. And then you go throughout your week and stuff like that. But if you see those little, those quotes, you might be like, okay, this week's a good episode. Let me, let me watch. Well, and also, if you hear some crunch and munch in the background, it's not me it's and Lynn's today. Well. <laughs> so we've got Dax up here with us hanging out and he's got his little bone to preoccupy him. But he's excited to be on the pod, aren't you, Dax? Dax, speak. <laughs> good boy. <laughs> good boy. He's excited to be on the pod today, and he's going to give his two cents in a little while Mm -hmm. (laughs) on the topics. So, let's kick it off with a high note. Lindsay. Yes, just before he cheats. (laughs) Let's kick it off off with our GB of the week, Lindsay. GB of the week. What do you think? Have you got your GB ready? Um, hmm. I guess my G of the week. Well, I... I swore yesterday I was like, okay, this is going to be my G of the week. Oh, oh, I know my G is. Lizzo. Queen Lizzo's new album came out last night. Oh, my gosh. So I listened to about half of it on the way to work. And I guess I'm going to listen to the rest of it today. But I love Lizzo. And I don't think Lizzo's put out an album since 2018, 2019. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to Lizzo's manager and be like, can she be on our podcast? Oh, my God. Oh, Dax got so excited. I'm so excited too, baby. But um, that's, hey, you know, what's the worst they could say? No. Exactly. Nothing at all? Exactly. <laughs> the worst they could say is, when you say nothing at all. <laughs> anyway, I got to get a little soundboard here. I am the soundboard for now. <laughs> I am the soundboard. But okay, so Lens, your G is that Lizzo put out her new album. Yes, what's your B, baby? My B. B-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-
So obviously I'm super proud of my sister. She's been hustling in Nashville, songwriting every day and writing her own stuff. And she's working on getting an EP out. So make sure you look for that. I think she said two or three weeks it'll be on Spotify. So that's exciting. Oh, awesome. Um, but we went to Springfield, Ohio. She actually met... Dax is leaving us. He's tired of us. Um, she actually met these people that work for the Chamber of Commerce in Springfield. They came to Nashville for some conference or something or like a business trip. And she met them there. And they hired her for their conference in Springfield to come play. And so yeah. Brandon played drums. Um, Ford Cooper was on guitar. He's great. He's from Nashville. It's someone that Emily met in February. And then Emily and myself, I sang you know, background, I sang a few songs, but, um, and then we also had our buddy Micaiah who lives in Cincinnati, Ohio. He, we called him literally the morning of the show and he came and played bass for the show. Like mm -hmm. the morning of, we called him, sent him charts and he was awesome. He, he, uh, bad. <laughs> you're good. He does like recording. He records music in Cincinnati and he's awesome. Micaiah Wessler, um, and boy's got some sick tattoos. He's got a sleeve that's like the planet's like, it's like a space sleeve. <gasps> it's very cool. I would love to see that. But Brandon met Micaiah kind of through his brother Chris, through like the worship scene. Um, so Micaiah, does, M Micaiah recorded Chris's album. My, my brother-in-law, Chris Powers, has a worship album out that you can listen to on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, so check that out. But Micaiah did all the recording. And Micaiah played a lot of the instruments on that. So mm -hmm. very talented guy, super cool. And he came and played bass with us. <laughs> So that was fun. <laughs> Listen. I'm sorry. I wish you could see. So my dog, my dog literally, he has a whole basket of toys. He just dumped the basket and brought the basket up here. <laughs> he wants to, he's done with the toys. He wants to play with the basket. I'm just going to let him do it, honestly. Yeah, I probably him. shouldn't, but I'm just going to let him. Um, anyway, so we went to Springfield, Ohio. We had a ball. Like, it was so much fun. Um Obviously, my sister and I, since we live like two and a half hours away from each other, we don't see each other very often anymore. Yeah. And so getting to spend the weekend with her um, it's more and Brandon, now. yeah, it was so nice. And getting Good. to and getting to perform music together I was, was say, like... Because you told me that you got to sing Before He Cheats. I did. In the original key. I did. So Emily, how, did, how did that feel to belt for your life uh, Emily, Before He Cheats? Emily really hyped me up. I'll be really honest with you. Like, when I had to take voice lessons in college I had to take classical voice lessons right. right which is something I had never sang before like opera folk song art song I had never done that but it expanded my range so much because mm -hmm. I had to like I had to sing you know I would I would be classified as a mezzo soprano but um before I went to college like I was definitely an alto because I just really? had not worked on my range yeah and so it's really one of the most exciting things for me about singing with my sister is that we have such different voices, but they sound so good together. Like, especially mm -hmm. when we sing harmony. And, I, and I've always said that there's something special about family yeah. harmony that sounds so different than, like, if you don't know somebody and you sing harmony with them. Not that it's bad, but there's something so, I don't know, like, almost spiritual about family yeah. harmony. Like, we were all created to sing together. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? And that that's always just been really exciting to me but when we had somebody request before he cheats Emily was like girl I'm not singing that because she has a very low voice very right. low rich voice and I said well I'll I'll give it a shot and the guitar player was like what key do you want to do it and I said just do it in the original because I don't want to complicate things 
And so we sang it and it was great. And Emily, when the song was over, Emily looked at me and she looked at the crowd and she said, just so y'all know, that was in the original Carrie Underwood key. <laughs> and my sister just sang it. Wow. And she was like, was just say it. Yeah. So. Hyping you up. Yes. We just had. How did it feel though? Did you feel like a, a I mean, bad <laughs> word I can't say on this podcast? <laughs> It did feel really, it felt really good because I was like, oh, now when it first started, I was like, was this a mistake? Like, I'm, 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 up, there, I'm up there singing. I'm like, right now. And then I'm like, is this a mistake? I'm thinking in my head, Katie, like, girl, are you going to make it? Are you going to make it to these belt notes? That is insane to me because you're so talented. I would never think in a million years that you get up on a stage to sing a song and have a thought anywhere like that. Oh, girl. Because anytime you have ever been on a stage, you have always killed. You have uh, always slayed. You are so precious, Lindsay, to I'm, say that. I'm, but am I wrong? Oh, but yes, is she wrong? Because, <laughs> yes, I'm not. Yes, I'm because, not. yes, because there have been times where I'm like, oh, that was flat. But I just keep going. Oh, like, that's the thing. Katie, like, oh, my God. Katie's flat is like J-Lo saying, oh, my, my butt looks a little flat today. Oh. <laughs> okay, J-Lo. Okay, we get it. <laughs> we get it. Yeah, we all have insecurity. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll talk about later. But <laughs> Which is what this podcast is about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Not anyway. insecurities, J-Lo's butt. <laughs> right. It's all about J-Lo's How booty. J-Lo's butt has affected me mentally, spiritually. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who have been victimized by Jennifer J-Lo's Lopez's butt. butt, please raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I've been personally victimized. If you've been personally victimized by J-Lo's booty, <laughs> raise your hand. No, so it was... That was the G of my week. Was it and was And who would have awesome. thought that you would have said, I had a great time in Ohio. Has anyone ever said that sentence before? You know, it's <laughs> so funny. You know, it's so funny that you said that because when we went to Ohio, like Springfield was cool. Like has some really cool stuff. But I was like, I, we didn't get to go to like Columbus or Cincinnati or like Springfield's like a smaller area, but it was yeah. so, it was a cool place that. Yeah. When I saw sang- it on Facebook and you said Springfield, I said, Missouri. I know. Y'all went to Springfield, Missouri and not Branson. <laughs> but we went. We went to this place called Mother Stewart's Brewing Company. It was a brewery. Mm-hmm. And it was really awesome. Like, they had this triple jam seltzer. Oh, girl, it was so good. I could have I could have really messed up with that. Because <laughs> it it just tasted like punch. Like, it just tasted... Mm-hmm. It was so good. Anyway, so check out Mother Stewart's Brewing if you ever drive through Springfield, Ohio. It was really cool. So... That was my G of the week. My B of the week Uh-oh. would probably be um, when we had to leave. Because, honestly, <laughs> I know that sounds so when cheesy. When we had to leave. <laughs> but when I, had, when I had to leave my sister, I was so sad. Aww. Like, Because yeah. we don't get to see each other very often. And I literally, like, she got in her car. Aww. I got in my car. And I just text her, by me, me, with a heart. <laughs> like, I, it was so sad. It was so heartbreaking. And listen, if you're a big sister, you know, you always will have such a special love for your little sister. Oh and my I, gosh. And I know little sisters have special loves for their big sister too, but. But you feel like the caretaker. There's, yeah, like there's you a protectiveness feel, yes. as well that comes with um, a little sister. Absolutely. You know? Especially when you have the age, which is funny. Katie and I both have a six year age gap with our yeah. sister and we're both the older sister. So we, we totally get each other on that, but. Right. Yeah. And it, but it was just really hard to leave Emily and. That would be my B of the week was yeah. the day I had to leave. Because that was Aww. so sad. And we had so much fun. That's another reason that I was, like, sad to go. But mm-hmm. anyway, so did you think of a B, Lynn? Um, honestly, I didn't. Guys, I had a pretty great week. That's awesome. I'm blessed. 
Um, you're I'm also, excited. You also have another G today. Yes, I have. Actually, instead of a, a G and a V, I'll give you two Gs. <gasps> a G G? Uh, my other, a G G. A G G. Shout out, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> my mom goes by G G because she refuses to be called Grandma. Uh, <laughs> well, my mother, my mother says that Dax calls her Lala. Lala. <laughs> which that is cute. Dax, oh, you want to see Lala? But um, my other G is that I am picking up my puppy today, Mister Hank Williams Jr. <gasps> Hanky panky. Hanky panky. So I'm We're excited. so excited because she's going to go get him and bring him over so they yeah. can, so Dax can meet him. Yeah, so yeah Katie wants that. to meet him. I'm sure Dax wants to meet him as well. I'm sure. Look at him. He's, th- he's, he's filled thrilled. with excitement. He knows. He's filled with he excitement. He knows something's brewing okay, in the air. We're done with this. Thanks. All right, Kates. All right. So what are we talking about today, Lens? Well, I think we should talk just a little bit about everything under the umbrella of mental health. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I feel like everything that we talk about, we're like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we're, tr- we're getting into the topics uh, in this podcast. That is why we started this podcast, was to talk about it. Was to talk about it. So let's get right into mental health. So mental health, Lens. Yes. Let's talk about her. What, who what, is she? Who is she? Where is she? Where is she? And, and where is she, is she from? And why is she here? And why have I never met her? <laughs> So, all right, mental health. Lindsay and I want to talk about how, okay, obviously, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Again, mm-hmm. want to reiterate, you know, I am, uh, the, I oh am my the, God. I am the reiterate queen. If you want a reiterate merch, please let us oh! know because <laughs> she says it Shut at least up. seven times per podcast. Let and me let reiterate. me just reiterate. Let me just reiterate. I wish you wouldn't. Obviously. I wish you would just say what you feel and what you think. Oh, girl. Girl. Girl, she coming for me. <laughs> so... Again, I want to reiterate. <laughs> okay, reiterate. So, this podcast is not for fat people. We talk about a lot of fat things. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's not, not just, just for, yes, sorry. For it's not people. just for fat people. It is for fat people. It is for thin people. It is for round people, square people, black people, white people, um, polka dotted people. Um, the LGBTQ plus community. Yes, absolutely. Um, he, she, they, them, anyone. It's for everyone. So, um, Mental health is obviously something that affects all of us, regardless of your weight, size, color, shape, orientation, gender, whatever. Um, Mental health is a very important thing that Lindsay and I want to talk about because I think that even though mental health has become less taboo over the years, it's still something that's not talked about enough and we don't share our experiences with people enough about it. Because I think we could all help each other mm-hmm. and we're just not sharing a lot of our experiences because you're looked at as weak or crazy or, right. you know, that something's wrong with you. And the reality is, is there's nothing wrong with you. Like, we all struggle with mental health. And I'll say, too, the progressiveness of, you know, um, destigmatizing mental health hasn't fully trickled down to the South just yet. That's true. Uh, and me and Katie are both Southern women. We yep. both grew up in the South. I mean, I had a few Kansas years, but for the most part... I grew up in the South. Right. Uh, and I have lived in the South for 12 years, I guess now. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm very passionate about, you know, bringing mental health awareness to to the South, uh, to people who traditionally aren't big um, mental health advocates. Because I, I got my degree in psychology. Mental health has always been a personal passion of mine. And I actually come from a family who didn't really talk about mental health. And right. didn't always... I wouldn't say didn't believe in counseling and therapy, but I never, that wasn't something. It just wasn't something that was a priority. 
Yeah, and I don't know any of my family members growing up who, like, went to therapy and, like, talked about therapy and talked about mental health. Right. And I think I probably do still have some family members who are like, you know, we oh, you know, Deal you don't it. need therapy, you just need Jesus, you know. Yeah, you don't need therapy, you need Jesus, or you don't need therapy, just keep your nose down yeah. and, and grind. Just be like, grateful, you, know, you yeah. know, just be happy you're alive, you yes. know, kind of mentality. Yes, Um so let's dive right into mental health. Lindsay, how's your... Girl, we're both sounding boards. So Lindsay, how's your mental health today? Ooh, I, I would say my mental health has actually been pretty good this week, which makes me worried that I'm manic. <laughs> I'm on a high. Oh no, um, I'm manic. <laughs> no, but um, my, my mental health does, you know, you know, fluctuate. So there are there are down weeks and there are content weeks and there are up weeks and I feel like this week's definitely an up week especially awesome. if I couldn't think of a if I couldn't think of a B girl I'm manic. <laughs> well, I definitely I definitely have had a good mental health week as have well. You? Yeah, I have in the sense of like getting out of town with my sister and like yeah. that was really good for me. It was a good getaway. Um obviously I'm like I'm like Lindsay where I have good days, bad days and they you know Peak, peaks and valleys, and we all have that. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about, let's start with like our childhood and mental health and like how mm. that, how that played a big role. So I'll start, Woo. I'll start here. I have a thought. Yeah. So I am pretty convinced that I was born with an undiagnosed anxiety disorder. Yeah. So the reason that I say that, and girl, one of our topics is self, self-diagnosing. So I'm good at that. But one of the reasons I feel that way is because I, I have had a tick my mm-hmm. whole life, which is yeah. hair twirling. Oh, yeah. Anybody that knows me knows I twirl my hair. And Absolutely. The, the right faster, beside your ear. Yes. She does her little Princess Leia buzz yes, by her I can, ears. <laughs> I can tuck it behind my ear. And actually, if you see And you me, have trained your hair to stay that yes. way. <laughs> yes. And if you ever see me with my hair tucked behind my ears, you just know I'm in a fit. Mm, like, yeah. I, I am anxious. I'm not saying anything about it. And I'm just twirling my hair. And it's a wonder I'm not bald at this point. Like, but... So I've done that. I have literally done that since the day I was born. And people are like, oh, you don't have any motor skills. But here's what I did. When my mother, my mother has videos of it to this day. When my mother or my dad would feed me a bottle. If my mom was feeding me, I twirled her hair because I didn't have hair. And then if my dad was feeding me, I ran my fingers through his hair while he would feed. Like it was a, I don't know if it was a comforting thing. I don't know. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just pretty convinced I was born with an anxiety disorder and I can remember being three years old. And again, this isn't anything. I didn't have a traumatic childhood. I had a great childhood, a great parents. People are just born this way. You know, chemicals. Like, your body's made up of chemicals, and some of them could be imbalanced, right? So, um, I can remember being three years old and waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety. Oh, wow. But I didn't know what it was back then. Obviously, I'm three. Like, I don't, I just know I'm like, I don't feel you right. You don't feel good. Yes. So I had learned to turn the TV on and I would go in the living room and my parents would find me the next morning asleep on the couch because I would go and turn the TV on to, to distract my mind yeah. and I'd pass back out on the couch. So, I mean, I can remember doing that. And since I've gotten older, that has gotten better. Sorry, Dak. I gave Dax a fresh bone in his cage and he's like... Going to town. Yes, he's excited. So, so yeah, I can I can just remember life being that way as a young kid um very young child and obviously I still have anxiety to this day but um but yeah I can just remember having a constant feeling of nervousness and worry 
Mm. Like, and my mom used to tell me all the time, Katie, worrying does you no good because there's nothing you can do about it. But, and, and you know, she's right, obviously, but that didn't stop my brain from going there. Right. Right. So, Lindsay, what about your childhood and mental health? Yeah, um, I definitely noticed um, from a young age that I was more sensitive than other people. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would get my feelings hurt easily. You know, I would, I was just, I was a sensitive kid. So if I saw a movie and something sad happened, I would cry just like it was happening to me in my own life. Or if somebody said something mean or in the wrong tone, I would cry. You know, things really heavily affected me. I think that's part of that empath kind of, and I'm pretty convinced that most people who are very empathetic, because I'm a very empathetic person. Like I feel if somebody's hurting, I feel if somebody's angry, I feel if somebody, you know, people who are empathetic, I think struggle a lot with their mental health because you literally take on the emotions of others like and that I I view it as a pro and a con obviously it's a pro because I feel like you experience so much more in life as an empath because you can connect with people on a much different level but it's a con obviously because it can you can take on the stress of other people absolutely and the pain of other people and if you don't know how to transmute that and give it back to the universe give it back to God um, then it is a struggle. And when you're a kid, you don't know how to do those things. No. Uh, but when you're older, you can learn how to do those things. And but the reality is, is that your parents don't even really know you're going through it because right. as a young kid, you can't communicate that to them. Yeah. You and, can't. and I will say I was, I was the kid that would cry in the shower or cry in my bed at night because I guess I did understand that if I was upset, that could also make other people upset. So you didn't want to upset other people. So I didn't want to upset That's other another people. Empath so I, I would trait. always yeah. go to my room. I would always hide. And yeah. I, to this day, I still isolate yeah. Yeah. when I feel heavy emotions just so that I'm not putting it on other people. But yeah, well, I know. Because you know was, what it feels like to take it on. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know. I, you just When you're aware of how you can make other people feel, yeah. you just do things differently. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, well, speaking like getting a little bit older now yeah so let's talk about like high school and mental health and high school mental health being for me you and I had different experiences you were not overweight in high school I have been overweight my whole life Mm -hmm. let me reiterate that I've been overweight (laughs) (laughs) that I've been overweight my whole life um so my mental health I'm sorry I don't know if y'all can hear this dog he is like I swear he's moved the crate he's like trying to move it in here I think anyway so he's like where are you but um anyway so high school being overweight mental health uh, my weight affected my mental health because I'm constantly thinking and it still does to this day obviously I'm constantly thinking what are they thinking of me so anytime I went somewhere and I didn't look like everybody else or I didn't you know I'm constantly they're in the back of my mind now I may portray myself as a confident person like I walk into a room I act like nothing bothers me but in my head, I'm thinking, what are they thinking of me? Are they thinking about my weight? Are they looking at my stomach? Are they looking at my, you know, chin? Are they looking at my whatever, you know, whatever it could be? I, I constantly have that thought in the back of my head. And that weighs on your mental health after a while. Like, you know, when it it's all consuming, you yeah. know, you think about it all the time, regardless of where you go, what you do. I mean, if I go to the movie theater, I'm thinking, are the seats going to be really small? Mm. If I go get on a plane, I'm like, mm-hmm. I know the seats are going to be really small. You know, that's a constant, it's a constant fear. Um, and then on top of that, I'm I'm a tad claustrophobic. Yeah. So like anytime I go places, like this weekend was a perfect example. Um, and I don't know if my claustrophobia has to do with my weight because I know slender people that are claustrophobic too. But 
as a big person who's also claustrophobic, like I take up more space. So I feel like everything's smaller. Yeah. Um, so like elevators, I don't do elevators. Really? Like, oh yes, girl. I do not. Not unless I have a pill. Like <laughs> <laughs> I need a Xanax for an elevator. Right. I need a Xanax for an elevator. So I hate elevators. Like I'm constantly one claustrophobia two, the fear of them breaking and me being stuck in one. Yeah. So, um, we were on the fifth floor of the hotel and I took the stairs every time I went up or into the room or out of the room. I took the stairs, Wow. five floors of stairs and I'm a big girl. I did not know that. Katie. So yes, I do not do elevators. Like I, I can't, I, it, I'm just in my head about it. Now, like every now and then I'll get on one and literally just like breathe through the whole mm. thing, but I don't, she don't do elevators. So, yeah, up and down the stairs, which you would think I'd be skinny at this point. But <laughs> oh. Well, and that is a common misconception that we that we will talk about on another podcast, but cuz we're doing mental health this week, maybe one week we can do physical health. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's a that's a big connotation too is people think because you're bigger, that means that you're not active or that you don't yeah. eat vegetables and fruits, which is we all know that to be right. false. But anyway, that's, that's that's for another day. But you know, if you if you have a fear of elevators and all the other things I know about you as well, I, I definitely do think you struggle with anxiety. Oh, for think. sure. <laughs> You're like, girl, I know. Girl, I know she's here. She's yeah. visiting every day. And which is interesting. And if I forget about her, she taps me on the shoulder. She's like, <laughs> still here. I'm still here. <laughs> Don't forget. Don't forget to be nervous. Thanks. <laughs> which is funny because I feel like I've always struggled with depression. I never thought of myself too much as an anxious person. But I actually did uh, seek help about a year, year and a half ago. Um, And when a psychiatrist was diagnosing me, he diagnosed me with ADHD. But he also told me that I ranked really high because I had to take a test. He told me I I ranked higher in anxiety than I did in depression, which shocked me. I never thought of myself as anxious. I always thought of myself as depressed. Well, people forget that those two things go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. If you're constantly anxious, you're going to be in a state of depression because you feel like you can't get out from under that anxiety. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, they just go hand in hand, you know. And there are people who are just depressed. They're just sad all the time. But I know from my personal experience that anxiety and depression go hand in hand because my anxiety has made me depressed. Like, and... Because sometimes your anxiety is what's keeping you from reaching out for help. Yes. Your anxiety is what's keeping you from going out on Friday nights with your friends. Yep. Your anxiety is what's keeping you from chasing your dreams. Yep. Which is one thing I want to talk about this week. Um, So sometimes what we associate with depression is actually anxiety. Yeah. And it also goes to show how much was anxiety that I thought was normal. So that's why I thought I didn't struggle with anxiety. I thought all my feelings is what everybody else was thinking and feeling. And my doctor had to be like, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this is anxiety. I'm like, oh, I thought this was just a normal state of being. Exactly. Because, again, that, that was my reality. When you've been that way since you were born, like yep. myself or like you, you know, right. you don't know that there's anything different. Yeah. And another thing, I want to touch back on the empath thing. When you're an empath and you're anxious, you're not sharing that with other people because you don't want them to be anxious. You yep. don't want them to take on those feelings. So then you're trying to deal with them on your own, which is impossible. Okay. And let you know me... what we do? We stuff them down and then yep. we stuff our face. Yes. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about it. Yes. I really do think my mental health has contributed a lot to my weight gain. Oh, me too. A hundred percent. Like, um, I mean, anytime I'm anxious, we, we said this on one of the first episodes, food literally and physically fills, fills you. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember because I said my fill and fill or hickish. They sound the same. <laughs> Feelings, feelings, and feelings. So, 
Um, it literally and physically fills you. So food is always there. It's always comforting. It's always tasty. It's always good. And it can it's bring... It's a way that we self-soothe. Yeah. It's a way we medicate. Yes. And because at, at a young age, when you were anxious and depressed, I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this, but if you've ever noticed like a kid is like crying or acting up, you're, what do your parents do? They throw a fruit snack at you. And over time, you begin to associate, oh, if my feelings are out of control... If I just eat a little something, maybe I can feel a little bit better. And you do because eating gives you a little bit, a little hit of dopamine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's hard to be anxious and depressed when you're physically eating. It's like a survival thing. Well, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. I mean, and that's the thing I was doing. And it does. It feels good to eat. It feels good to be full. And that's the thing I was doing with television too, was I was distracting my mind because my mind is racing. But if I put something in front of my face, if I get on a game on my phone, if I get on a, and, and here's the thing, I'm not saying that that's an unhealthy thing to do, but at some point you have to deal with what you're going through. You can't, you cannot constantly put a bandage over it with a game or a TV show or whatever food or whatever. You have to physically deal with that at some point. And, and a lot of times that means seeking help. And we just want to say here on the podcast, again, there's nothing wrong with seeking help for your mental health. Absolutely. I've done it. I need to do it again, honestly. I've done it. Yeah, we've all done it. Um, we've all, the two of us. That are the, all, all of um, Dax has done it. Uh, so <laughs> so it, there's nothing wrong with seeking help for your mental health. And, it, and your mental health is so important. And people, I mean, again, like... We've heard this 400 times. If you're having issues with your teeth, you go to the dentist. If you're having issues with your feet, you see a podiatrist. If you're having issues with your car, you go to a mechanic. If you're having issues with your mental health, you need to seek counseling, therapy, or just talk to your primary care physician and see what your options are there Um, because it's so important. And I think another thing that people don't realize is the more you let it go, Mm-hmm. the more it builds up until exactly. it's something you cannot deal with It's anymore. just like any other illness. You know, if you let an infection, if you don't take antibiotics for the infection you have, the longer you wait, the worse the infection's going to get. It's the same thing with your mental health. Absolutely. So just like that infection get can continue to get worse, your mental health and mental stability will continue to get worse. It is like an infection, just like Lindsay said, it's an infection of the mind. And if you don't deal with it, take care of it, it will just progress um, and and take over your physical health as well. I'm I'm convinced of that. I was going to say that too. It all ties hand in hand. You know, you have your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, all these other types of health, you know, in your being. And they're all connected. And when one is imbalanced, they're all imbalanced. Absolutely. You know, so you can't convince me that someone is you know oh yeah my mental health is kind of wrecked but my physical health is perfect well i don't know about that i mean you you well it's like you hear of those people and i mean i i know that this is a lot of people don't believe in this and that's fine but you hear of those people who are battling cancer or battling a, a, a debilitating disease when they have a positive outlook on life, sometimes their condition can turn, you know, right. with, with the help of medicine, with the help right. of whatever. But I mean, I see it all the time when people give up mentally, a lot of times their body will give up along yes. with it because you have to think your brain is like the center. It's like the, it's like the, the message, the sounding board for everything else in your body. So if you constantly tell yourself, I can't walk, I can't walk, I can't walk, and you're mm-hmm. not walking, eventually your legs are going to be like, you know yeah, what, we we're done. Walk. Yeah, we're done. Um, mm-hmm. 
So anyway, I want to speak a little bit more on not dealing with your mental health. So I'll, I'll give you a, a good example. When my father passed in 2015, um, it was obviously like, it's hard to even put into words. My, my dad was here one minute and gone the next. He had a massive heart attack. It was two hours and my dad was gone. And I can remember, obviously, your world is literally flipped upside down. And, and it's flipped upside down whether or not you were preparing for a loved one to pass because they were ill or something so sudden and abrupt like what happened with my dad. Um, there's no, obviously, there's no good way to lose someone you love. But um, when my dad passed, I feel like I took on a lot of responsibility for my family and that was my decision. Obviously, nobody was sitting there saying, you have to do X, Y, Z, blah, 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 you know. But I just felt like my mom and my sister needed someone in that moment that was strong, that they could lean on, that they could, you know, and I wanted to be that person for them. And my dad owned a business. So in the midst of working and doing my master's, because I was working, I was teaching part-time, my job was part-time, and I was getting my master's, I was also trying to close my dad's business. Yeah. And I kept myself so busy that first year that he died that, honestly, Lindsay, I don't remember half the stuff that happened that year because I was in such a tailspin of just trying to get everything done. That was your response. It was. was And it was not a healthy. And I'll I'll be the first to admit it was not a healthy response Um, because after that year, when the store was finally closed, we got all that taken care of. And I, I, I ended up leaving my job teaching because it was part-time. And I had the opportunity to get my master's for free. So I wanted to take advantage of that opportunity. After that, that first year, it was like I was running from those emotions. I was running from dealing with all of that. And after that year, it, it hit me. All at once. Yes, all at once. So I had a really hard time after that because it was the the feelings and things that I did not deal with for a year all came crashing down on top of my head and there are still some days where I I just have moments where I just have a really sad day you know and it wasn't until my sister and I actually went to counseling together for a little while after dad died like I say couples counseling but it wasn't it was me and my sister so we are a Mm -hmm. two couple of people right so that was really good for us to mm-hmm. do and to talk about, you know, the feelings that we were having, the emotions that we were having. But the reason that I said all of that is because if you go through something traumatic, the loss of a loved one, and obviously what's trauma to me may not be trauma to you, what's trauma to you may not be trauma to me. So if you go through something that you know affected you emotionally, that you know affected you mentally, that you know affected you physically, please seek help for that. And that doesn't mean that you have to go to counseling for the rest of your life. Right. Just seek it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's from someone you're close friends with, if that's what you feel more comfortable with, just talking to them about it um, or seeking help from a professional or your pastor or whoever you feel comfortable with in that situation. Get the help when you need the help in the moment because... You can't outrun it. No. You can't outrun it and you will suppress so much of it that it will take you years 
to uncover the stuff that you have buried. Yeah. Because you don't realize how deep you've buried it until it's time to get rid of it. And you can only get rid of a little at a time. Until it slithers back up because it will. Well, and you can only get rid of a little at a time because you're having to go back through and find it all. Because you've buried it so deep. Yeah. On top of other trauma and on top of other stress and on top of other... You know, you've you've put... Because life still goes on. Exactly. And stuff still happens. I mean... piles on top. A hundred percent. So I just wanted to kind of share that. Um, I am definitely an advocate for seeking mental health help because I have been the one that didn't and wish that I had in that moment. So anyway. No, thank you for sharing that. Like I know a lot of people be able to relate to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's heavy, but it's real. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only one that's done that, but I, I hope to encourage someone else that still hasn't sought help for that, you know, just reach out to somebody, whoever you feel comfortable with. And, and again, I'm also an advocate for seeking professional help because look, talking with one of your girlfriends, your cousin, your whoever, your sister, mother, whoever that, that is, that can be therapeutic. But at the same time, I think something else that people don't realize is that every time you see that person, you revisit it. Yeah. Without, 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 without saying anything about it, Mm -hmm. you're revisiting it because you left it with them, and mm-hmm. then you feel like they have this lens when they see you now of your trauma because you've shared that with them. So now right. they're looking at you with all this knowledge of what you've been through, what you didn't really want to share in the first place, but you did. So I always advocate to seek professional help because you really feel like you can leave that baggage with that yes. person. And, and therapists are trained on how to um, communicate with people and hear people's trauma and work with people, and then also for themselves, let it go as well. Yep. Um, I remember when I was uh, in addiction counseling, I did that almost right out of college. Um, and I was, gosh, I was like 24 when I got that job. So I was a, an addiction counselor for about uh, two years. So 24 and 25. And I remember, you know, because so I was just, I was just, I would still consider myself a kid, honestly. And I remember I really struggled in that position because I wasn't trained on how to hear the things I was hearing and not take it on personally. Um, And I remember talking to my dad and saying, you know, one of the reasons why I really struggle with this job is because when people tell me the things that have happened to them, I take it on and I don't know how to leave it at work. And my dad is a very spiritual person and he encouraged me to listen And then immediately after they left my office, give it back to God. Yeah. And what I would call, as a spiritual person, transmuting that energy back into the universe. So, you know, anybody else out there who is an empath, who feels like they take on the emotions of other people, when people open up to you and tell you things, or if you just observe that someone that you love is having a hard day, you know, you don't have to carry that on. No. You don't have to say, okay, I'll take it from you and I'll carry it for you. No, you can reflect it right back to the yeah. universe, to God, and say, God, this is yours now. And be free from it yourself. You can still love someone without carrying their burdens for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. And, you know, just that's hard too as an empathetic person because I want to take it from you to help ease your load. But at some point, my plate is full too, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that's something that I tend to forget is I don't have to carry this for you to love you. To love you. And 
I don't have to make, I don't have to debilitate myself to show you that I love you. I can, I can listen to that and let it go myself. Right. And it helps you and it helps me and it helps, you know. So that's definitely a very important thing. And you don't thing. have to feel responsible to fix the people you love's problems. No. That's one thing I've had Ooh, to learn as well. I need well. to hear that again. Woo, yeah. Because Some, when, sometimes when you're an empath, you're also a people pleaser. Yep. Because you want to be okay, so you want other people to be okay. And if you feel like someone you love is struggling, sometimes we can go into a fix-it mentality. Yep. It's not our job to fix anyone. It's not your job to fix your parents, your children, your best friend, your significant other, your boss. It's not your job to fix anyone. Right. You can be a listening ear. You can be an empathetic ear. You can say, hey, where can I help you in this when it comes to this situation? But it is hey, not I hear ever. You. Your you know, feelings are valid. And, and you can just be that soundboard for them and not have to think, how am I going to help them fix this? You know. And that's something I'm very guilty of. If someone comes to me with a problem, I'm like, okay, how, how am I going to fix this? And that's, that's exhausting. And I will say this too. It's actually, de- you're actually debilitating the other person when you right. try to fix things for them. Because at the end of the day, we're all on a, our own journey, living our own life. I'm so bad And we that. are given challenges to help us grow as people. Mm-hmm. So when you step in and fix somebody else's problem, you're debilitating them from growth. That's true. So it's actually more loving to hold people's hands as they fix it themselves. Or walk with them. Walk with them. Yeah. Yes. You can Absolutely. walk with someone, but you do not have to fix their problems for them. Absolutely. I wanna I wanna continue into a little bit of like now this this episode's been a lot more serious than some of our other episodes, <laughs> yeah. but that's all right. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about weight and mental health now. Ooh. Because we haven't said just a whole whole lot about that. So Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how my weight has truly affected my mental health. And I know the the one thing I did say is like anywhere I go, I'm constantly thinking about what people are thinking about mm-hmm. me or how they're viewing me or yes. how they're whatever. Um, but another thing that I want to get into is how I see myself. Yes. So when Let's I look in the mirror, it. when I look in the mirror, what do I see and how am I responding mentally mm-hmm. to what I see? Yeah. Because obviously, I mean, sometimes I talk to myself. Because sometimes you'll put yourself on a loop. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm not, sometimes I do talk to myself. Sometimes we all talk to ourselves. And I've heard it's a sign. all the time. I've heard it's a sign of genius. So, just saying that. (laughs) Okay, well, good. Because Just saying that. I saw a tweet the other day that said, I talk to two people a day and one of them's me. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, that is the truest thing I have seen all week. But. I know we did a whole episode on self-talk, but I don't think that can be talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Because when you're constantly putting yourself down, that is going to affect your mental health and yeah. the state of your mental well-being. So, again, we did the challenge of waking up every day and just saying good morning, beautiful, moving on with your day. Um, if any of you did that, if any of you practiced that, or if any of you are doing that now, reach out to us with a Cousin Kiki and... Let us know if that has, if you feel like that has affected your outlook on yourself. Um, but being an overweight person, as I am, that is constantly in my mind in anything that I do. Oh, and that's what I hate the most about being overweight. Because like I said. everything and I'm tired of it. <laughs> like I said, I think about, you know, oh, if we have a, a nice thing that we need to go to, well, what am I going to wear that doesn't make me look like a balloon? Mm-hmm. Well, how am I going to 
contour my face to where it doesn't look as round? How am I going to, you know, just, just so much as going and getting on an airplane. Well, these seats are going to be really tight. I'm going to be uncomfortable the rest of the ride. You know, it, there's, it's, it's a constant thought and something that I feel like I constantly have to prepare for. You know, I'm constantly asking hotels, do you have a room on the lowest floor? Because I don't want to have to, because I don't do elevators. you don't do elevators. So I don't wow, want to have to Katie. walk 10 flights of stairs. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's something that, and then that I will say triggers. This though. I will say this though. One time you really came through for us. One time we got tickets to panic at the disco. <laughs> and this began. <laughs> <laughs> and we had like nosebleed let tickets. Me, let me tell them this story, the story, Lindsay. Girl. Okay, so I have this trick. I have this trick, and actually, it formed from this very concert. So we had nosebleed seats that we got. Someone bought these tickets really cheap, and I didn't realize how high up they are. But I don't know. Like, sorry, I had to get a drink. You guys, you guys know that it seems like the higher you walk up the stairs in an in an arena or whatever it's like the smaller the seats get i swear <laughs> so we're going up these stairs we're on the third floor technically well I, i'm big i'm out of breath at this point i walked all the way <laughs> walked all the way up these stairs and i'm looking and our seats are like you have to walk up more stairs once you get inside and i'm like i'm not i can't <laughs> i got vertigo <laughs> like, i'm like i cannot get up there so I walk all the way back down the stairs and I go to the concierge or whatever, the ticket booth thing. Okay, a girl is out of breath, okay? <laughs> I am out of breath. I need, like Medea says, bring me some achichin. I need achichin. <laughs> so I'm out of breath and I go up to the ticket thing and I'm telling her the situation. She thinks I'm having a panic attack. Yes. Because I can't breathe, okay? She's Didn't like, you cry too? No, I didn't cry. Oh, I was I just out of cried. breath because oh. <laughs> I walked up and down those stairs. You're like, ma'am. <laughs> yes, literally. <laughs> so she thinks I'm having a full-blown panic attack. Meanwhile, I'm just struggling to breathe. <laughs> and she goes, honey, honey, what's wrong? And I was like, okay, so my friend bought us these tickets. I was like, sorry. They're at, and she was like, honey, honey, don't panic. She was like, I'm going to find you some new seats. Yeah, and she did. She said, I'm going to find you some new seats. And in that moment, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I was like, this woman thinks I'm having a panic attack. She ends up she ends like, up getting us seats. No, I wasn't. <laughs> she ends up getting us seats that are in like the second row from the stage, like mm -hmm. amazing, amazing seats. And from that, she created a little monster. Because, <laughs> because now what I do is I'll buy super cheap seats. I'll oh walk up the stairs. God. I'll walk down the hey, stairs. Hey. I'll walk up the stairs, down the stairs, and go to the ticket booth, and I'm out of breath, and they all think I'm having a panic attack. And Brandon swears. Brandon's like, Katie. Katie, <laughs> Brandon's just in the corner, like, head yes. down, shaking, Brandon hand over swears, his forehead. Brandon swears that they're going to have a picture of me posted in the back. Like, <laughs> don't give this girl better seats. She's a phony. Oh but here's God. the thing, y'all. They always have seats reserved, like, like seats that they blocked out in, right. in these situations. And they're always going to have tickets that they didn't end up selling. Exactly. So, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, that's that's my ticketing story and how sometimes being overweight plays to your advantage. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry, but I, I we had to talk about that because we that happened and then we never spoke of it. And that happened, like, <laughs> what, three years ago, four years ago? And, and it's happened three or four more times to me since <laughs> that happened. I love that for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. But, yes, we were on... What were we talking about? Weight and mental health. So how has well, your yeah, weight affected your mental what health? Led, what led to that? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> 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 
And you know what's funny is I was formally diagnosed. So, like, I know a lot of people self-diagnose. And I self-diagnose myself with a lot. Actually, I'll, I'll be vulnerable. I went into, um, I went in there to get diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I thought I had bipolar. And uh, they ended up telling me they didn't think that I had bipolar. They thought that I had ADHD, anxiety, and depression. Um, but so yeah, you're but, yeah. like, yay! <laughs> you're like, no, I was like, I was like... You're like, I go in and get diagnosed with bipolar, and it's like anxiety, depression, and, and ADD, and you're like, oh. And I? again, I wasn't expecting an, AD, an ADD diagnosis, because everybody talks about ADD like everybody has it. So I was like, well, yeah, of course I'm ADD. Most people are. And then, again, the doctor was like, no. <laughs> Not everybody <laughs> Not is. Not everybody is. But, um, but yeah, one of the reasons I thought that I had bipolar disorder is because of my cycles, you know, I'll, I'll have a, a week, high or a yeah, I'll have yeah. a week where I feel great. I am motivated. My house is clean. I'm doing great at work. I'm showering every day. <laughs> and then I'll have weeks where I just, I stay in bed to the last possible second. Yeah. You know, I'll be like, okay, I showered yesterday. So maybe I don't have to today. I can just put my hair up in a bun, blah, blah, blah. But, um, because I have those cycles, I thought that that's what bipolar yeah. was. Cause a lot of people talk about, you know, bipolar is you know, the cycles, highs and lows. Highs yeah. and lows. Um, but it, and it, you know, who knows? Not all doctors are perfect. Maybe, maybe I do have a little bit of that, maybe a less severe version of it, but, but ADD kind of mimics bipolar. And people in that way. also think that if you've been diagnosed with something like bipolar disorder it's or in concrete, well, not even that, but they think that like your life is over and it's like, no, no it's not like, or that you're broken. <coughs> no, excuse me. Yeah. Like it just means that your brain works a little bit differently. Right. And that you might need medication to stabilize it. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's no, it's no different than being diagnosed as a diabetic and having to take metformin or in, metformin or insulin. Like, <coughs> girl, Lindsay just took a drink of water and she almost drowned. <laughs> I'm drowning. <laughs> what just happened I to you? I am being taken back to being a child at the local swimming pool. <laughs> Lindsay literally, I wish y'all could have seen it. Uh, I don't know what happened. We got to start recording videos because Lindsay literally took a drink of water and, and it came almost, out my nose. And almost drowned. <laughs> Oh my god! If I mysteriously pass away in the night, it's because I got water in my lungs. <laughs> I drowned it from drinking it. From drinking water. water. I just wanted a little sip of water. <laughs> I didn't want all that. Oh my! Who that water came for you, Lindsay? I feel like, and I feel like you were saying something too. I was. But <laughs> now I don't remember what it was because I was afraid I was going to have to perform CPR over a drink of water. Girl. Oh all anyway, right, we good. We good. We're good. And, and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> so, no, I was just saying that people think it's like, you know, it's no different oh, yeah. than being diabetic and having metformin or insulin. It's just like you just need something to, to level you out. And, like, that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's perfectly fine. Like you Yeah, just, and just because you start the medication doesn't mean you're going to be on it forever. Because I think that's what scare, scares people is they think, oh, if I, you know, if I do end up needing, like, an SSRI, I'm going to be on this forever. Not necessarily. Right. Sometimes you go through things and you just need it for a season. Well, and of your I life. think that's another reason that most mental health professionals encourage you to not only take medication but to seek counseling and therapy because yes. 
you can work through some of that stuff mentally and learn coping skills and learn yeah. things that you might could be able to wean yourself off of medication if, if that's possible. But if you are on medication for the rest of your life, that's okay too. Like, it's okay. You know, it's okay if that's what you need. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's what you need to to have better days, then just do do what you have to do to have better mm-hmm. days because life is too short. And I know it's not the end-all, be-all, but we do have to address that exercising and eating healthy it does. can improve your mental health. It and, definitely can. And that's can. where I say it's not the end-all, be-all. Because there are people who are like, no, you just need to exercise and eat right and you'll be fine. No, sometimes you still need the counseling and sometimes you still need the medication. And well, that it's is just totally like, fine. again, I'm using diabetes as like, I am diabetic. <clears throat> so, like, I'm mm-hmm. using that as an example for a lot. But... If you just take metformin or just take insulin and keep exactly. eating whatever you want, no, whenever you want, that's not going to help you. You have to pair it. So that's why it's most counsel- thing. most professionals will say pair your medication with counseling. Pair that with eating healthy and exercising. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lifestyle change. So, And it is a version of self-care and self-love to say, you know what? Yes, I love <clears throat> binging on Netflix. I love eating fast food and just kind of not worrying about my health. Yeah. But right but guess now. guess what? After you eat that meal, what are you worried about? Mm. your health mm-hmm. right absolutely and, and i don't know i don't know anybody who just eats whatever they want and never and worries never about their health right you even always if think people, about it even if people joke and say oh i don't care I, I'm, I'm gonna die happy there is health anxiety yeah. when you are bigger especially absolutely. when you know you're not eating as healthily as health you anxiety is a real thing because real i have thing. it for sure but girl last year I, I got a weird uh pain in the back of my shoulder and i convinced myself i was having a heart attack I was twenty six. I was twenty six last hey, year. It happens. It to happens. And, and and because I knew that I wasn't eating the way I should for years, honestly, I I had that fear. Now, if I had been a healthy person and who ate a good, you might not have felt that way. Exactly. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my, my shoulder hurts today. That's weird. <laughs> but because I knew that I eat a lot of fast food, I was like, oh my god, am I having a heart attack? But actually, let's talk about this too, real fast. Just a, a thought that triggered another thought in my head. Women. Any women that are listening to this podcast, something that I didn't know up until like a few years ago was that women can have a heart attack and it's not, and not it. it's not the signature signs of a heart attack. Men will typically have these signature signs of a heart attack, pain in the arm, pain in the chest. But I knew, I, well, I didn't know this woman, but someone that I knew who knew this person um, said that they had a friend who was a female who had a heart attack. She had pain in her jaw. Mm-hmm. In her jaw. And you would think that's a toothache or something. Or TMJ or whatever. Yeah. But women, if you are having a pain that you are unsure what the cause of it is, go go and check yourself because women, the signs of a heart attack in women can be very random. So I just wanted to plug that because that was something I didn't know. So I feel like somebody else out there didn't know it either. So, um, but anyway, let's move on, Lens. We have talked so long about mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've said a lot. We yes. really have. My challenge for you this week is check in with your mental health. Yeah. Every day. Just do a mental health evaluation. Little, you know, journal. I've, you know, oh, yeah. I've journaled in the past, and I, I really want to start picking it back up. So, you know, just do a little, one, once a day, do like a little small paragraph. Sometimes a paragraph is three sentences. Yeah. Um, or even just, just do a mental health chart. Mm. The way you can do a mental health chart is by taking a notebook, or even if you have a planner, or even in your phone, or whatever, every day on the calendar, write what your mood is waking up. And then what your mood is going to bed. 
And, and then over time, you can see how your mood fluctuated. And that could actually be something that's beneficial for your doctor to see if you are trying to seek help right. with your mental health. They can see how your mental health has fluctuated, which could help them in a diagnosis of yeah. whatever you might have going on. Right. So this week's challenge is to check in with your mental health every day, whether that's like Lindsay said, journaling, um, just keeping a notebook of, you know, I, I had a really happy morning, but at night I felt this way. Or, or just once a day, how's your mood in the middle of the day? And just write it down and, and kind of track how your mental health is progressing. Mm-hmm. But let's get right in, Lynn's Brins, to, to our, our cousin, cousin Kiki. I got to open my computer here, guys. Oh, but so give me a second. All right. So this week's cousin Kiki says, Hey, y'all. I'm loving the podcast. It's so nice to put my AirPods in and listen while I'm cleaning our apartment. Y'all's laughs. Y'all's laughing fits send me on a journey, and I feel like I feel like I'm right there with y'all. Aww. So something I wanted to share, maybe have y'all's take on turning the big three zero. I turned thirty back in February. Like, was I the only one who literally had a mental breakdown the day before? <laughs> no, girl, you weren't. Um, I cried in front of my students. They're three and four year olds, and I told them maybe one day they'd understand. Sometimes it's a little bit scary to turn another year older. I was wow. not excited. I feel like COVID robbed me of the last years of my 20s, and I Mm. constantly rode the waves of being so grateful to be alive to turn another year older and feeling like I should be so much further along than I am right now. My friends are buying giant houses and starting families and having six-figure career moves, and here I was with none of that. I know people like to say everyone has their own path, everyone has a different starting line in life. But the comparison game and the constant pressures of social media made me absolutely panic to turn 30. What do you think? Thank y'all so much for what y'all are doing. So much love to you both. XO, Cousin Kiki. Oh, thank you so much for sending that. Yes, Cousin. Ooh. That so comparison I'll, monster. Woo, that, that demon. That demon. For real. So, I, I'll speak a little bit since I just turned 30. Right. Um, I did... <clears throat> I did struggle with the thought of turning 30 for a lot of the same reasons that you have, Cousin Kiki. Um, I see a lot of my friends buying giant houses, starting families, the six-figure income moves. I see a lot of that happen, and I think, why do I not have that? And then I start thinking, what have I done to prevent myself from having that? And I know that a lot of people will say everybody has a different starting line in Mm -hmm. life. But one of the things I want you to think about is something that Lindsay said last week that I thought was really powerful. Where were you at 20 years old? Mm -hmm. Where were you? Do you really want to go back? Do you really want to go back there? Or are you proud of where you are now? Right now. And where you're heading. If your 20-year-old self could see you right now, even if you don't have six figures a year, even if you don't have a giant house, would your 20-year-old self be like, wow, look at where I am. Like, that may not be where I eventually want to end up for the rest of my life, but I'm so much further 10 years from now than I am right here in this very moment. And Cousin Kiki, I know that you, at 20 years old, would see your life right now and actually be very, very impressed and proud of yourself. Because we know this Cousin Kiki, and again, we're we're keeping things anonymous just to keep everybody safe, but your 20-year-old self would honestly... Honestly, like, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Your 20-year-old self would be like, I did the damn thing. Mm-hmm. I went. Wow, I really did it. I went for it. Mm-hmm. I'm there. I'm, I'm still going for it. Yes. Like, that, and that to me, Lindsay and I were just talking about, like, measuring success. And what is the true measure of yeah. success? Because 
even some of those people that make six figures a year may not be happy. And that, that is real too. There's and you know what? There's always an extra dollar to be made. So if you make $100,000 a year, I want to make 100001 <laughs> Like I want to make 100002 I want right. to make 100003 Like there's no, like that, and it's taken a long time and I'm still not completely there. So don't think that I'm like, oh, I'm here. I'm happy. I'm not worried about it. Because yeah, there are days I still worry about it too. But also, I tried it like this whole week. I have kept in mind what Lindsay said because it was very powerful. Like, would your twenty-year-old? Would you really want to be back at your twenty-year-old self doing what your twenty-year-old self was doing? And yeah, I'm sure there were some things in your twenties where you're where you're like, oh, I'd love to go back to that, or like you know, specific hangouts or one, specific yeah, people. Yeah, one or, night. If I could relive that one night, I would. Yeah, but but think of all of the things that you've experienced, and think of all of the things that you've done that people wish. Mm-hmm. they had done. Absolutely. Because whoever you are, wherever you are, there are people out there that are like, oh, I wish I would have done and that. And that's something to keep in mind. Yes, there there are always going to be people that you're looking at saying, wow, I, I wish I had their life or I wish I had this or that. But there's also people looking at you yes. thinking the exact same thoughts. Yes, always. And also, another semi-challenge that I have for people is remember to be proud of yourself. Yes, because there are people out there who, one, have not tried to achieve their dreams, have not even made the attempt. Like, and the bravery to move out of your comfort zone, to move out of the place you've known for years, to move away and try, that bravery That's brave. is something that people are so envious of and, mm-hmm. and want to be... Not saying like the ultimate goal is to make everybody jealous because that's not what the ultimate goal is. But you should be so proud of taking that giant leap of faith because there are people that are making six six figures a year that are like, I never took that chance to do what I actually really wanted to do because I was scared of not having enough money or I was scared mm-hmm. of not having enough blah, 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 X, Y, Z. Yeah, there's people who aren't living their dream life because they <coughs> are too afraid to make those big, bold moves. And there are people not living their dream life making six figures a year. Absolutely. You're right. So, big houses are beautiful and wonderful. But if you're not happy with yourself and proud of yourself, they're very empty and large. Mm-hmm. And so, just be proud of yourself where you are because you've come a long way. Regardless of wherever you came from, you've come leaps and bounds to the moment right now, listening to this podcast, you have come leaps and bounds from yeah. where you have been. So, Cousin Kiki, I hope that was some encouragement to you. We love you dearly, and we are very proud of you, and we hope that you are very proud of yourself. And thank you for writing Yes, thank you. To us. Appreciate the Cousin Kiki's, because I know Katie was nervous. She's like, what if nobody sends a kid? They're going to send Kiki's. I know, girl. Look, I'm over here and in my we feels. have another one? We do, but I'm going to save that one for <gasps> next week, because it's our, last, it's, it's our last one we have right now. So, y'all, keep sending those Cousin send Kiki's. Them. So we have some things to and discuss this the, with you guys. This was the first cousin Kiki where they actually asked a question. I know, exciting. We love when y'all comment on stuff, but yeah, no, seriously, ask us questions. We want to answer your burning questions. Yes. So Lindsay and I are actually about to go get some lunch. We're gonna. <laughs> We're about to go get some lunch, and um, oh my god, one of these days we might do a photo shoot in this place. We're gonna go get lunch. A uh, photo it would shoot. Be, it would be. It would be great. So Lindsay, only from the chin up. The first chin up. Oh, the first chin up. Only from the first chin up. 
All right, y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for being here today. Thank, thank you, for, you for being thank here you for today. Being here today. Thanks for your comments, calls, texts, cousin Kiki emails, your GBs. Thanks for everything you're doing. Um, we love spending our Saturdays with you. Yeah. And we hope that you're enjoying it too. So are you ready, Lens? Yes. Let's call I'm them ready. out. I love you. You should too. Big girl mood. Let's, Let's go, go get some food. food. Bye guys. Bye.